Hey, I'm Jenny. And I'm Lindsay, and you're listening to the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast. This is a place for you if you want to learn all the things about hosting a virtual summit. We've hosted and produced countless summits, and we can't wait to share with you all of our biggest secrets. So sit back, grab your favorite drink, and get ready to put on a killer summit experience. Welcome to the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast. So in today's episode, we're chatting all about how long it takes to plan a virtual summit. So this is going to be a pretty quick episode, but we know this is a question that we get a lot. Like this is one of the things that people are unsure and they try to rush it. So point blank, we recommend 90 days minimum when planning a virtual summit. Can you do longer? Yes. Have we seen people do shorter? Yes. Do we recommend it, especially if it's your first one or you're doing it all alone? Absolutely not. And we, again, we have seen people and we have helped people and And we have done it. (laughs) We have done it. Yes. Uh, We do not recommend it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, calling us out on the podcast, but yes, we have done it too. And it, let's just say, even as people who have run several virtual summits, doing less than 90 days was still super stressful, even though we had many of our processes and systems and templates in place, because that is not the only thing that takes time. So I'm going to let Jenny dive in to the most time sensitive element of summit planning. Yeah. So like I said, we have done it and, you know, we did it, but it wasn't the best um, thing to do, nor do we recommend it, especially for a first time summit host, because, um, you know, at that point you're really still building out all your pages. Like when we did it, we actually had our like homepage and stuff already ready. We just needed to change all the dates. And like the speaker headshots and stuff, we weren't like building from the ground up essentially. So yeah, um, but when it comes to planning a virtual summit, really the most time intensive element that people seem to overlook from what we've seen is really the finding and securing speakers. So people were like, oh, it's going to be super easy. Everyone wants to be on the summits. Everyone's going to say yes. But then you start reaching out to people and they're like, oh, I'm booked for the next three months. And you're like, oh, great. Or like you don't hear back at all. Maybe it went to their spam several times or maybe they just don't want to reply. Whatever the case is, you are going to get a lot of people, not a lot, but quite, I mean, a handful of people who you reach out to that either aren't available or they don't respond at all or whatever the case may be. So you want to make sure you're prepared for that and you give yourself enough time so that when you get to the point where you're like, oh, I only have 10 speakers, but I wanted 15 or only have 15, but I wanted 20 that you're not like, hey, sorry, the summit is in two weeks. So you have to turn your presentation tomorrow. (laughs) Can you do it? I mean, obviously that's a little dramatic, but um, you want to make sure that you have enough time for not only for yourself to seek out the speakers and reach out to them, but for them to actually make a presentation. Like giving someone a week is not enough time because obviously they have other things in their business that they have to do. Your summit is not their priority. Like it is yours, unfortunately. (laughs) So it's important to really just give yourself a lot of time beforehand, but like don't give yourself so much time that when you're reaching out to people, 
you gave yourself so much time to do all that research that you're like, oh crap, I reached out to all these people. I reached out to them and only 10 said yes. And I want a little bit more than 10 speakers. And then you're scrambling to find the final couple people to fill the spots because that's when you get people in seats in your summit that are not the right fit because you're just trying to secure those seats. Because maybe when you did those intro interviews, you said, 15 plus speakers and you only have 10. So you don't, you know, things like that, obviously like that's, you can get past that. Um, it's not the end of the world, but you know, it's really important to give yourself time beforehand, but also give yourself time to really reach out to those people, secure them and get them in the door and onboarded into as a speaker, all like into the summit essentially. Um, otherwise you are going to, be scrambling at the last minute to find people. I mean, I know I've helped people find people three days before their presentation was supposed to go live, which is just ridiculous. I mean, granted this was an interview summit, so it wasn't like they were putting on this masterclass with like slides and all these things, but still it's definitely stressful um, to do all those last minute things because there's, you know, you know, they get, there's other things to do. Like if the week of your summit, you're still trying to find speakers or like the week before you're still trying to find speakers, it's overwhelming for you. And then you're not able to put as much attention into your audience and your speakers. And that's what you want to be doing during the week before and the week of, you really want to be loving on those people, not trying to get new speakers in the door. So that is my spiel there. Planning a summit is a big undertaking, but with our 5P summit planning framework, we break down the five key areas that you need to focus on. So head over to summitsuccesssquad.com slash blueprint to grab our free summit planning blueprint and discover our framework today. Yeah, and obviously I agree. And the other thing is you also want to make sure that all of your speakers have enough time to promote. Yes, you'll run into some speakers not promoting at all. Like we have some tips to try to make as many speakers as possible promote. But I mean, we normally have about 90% of our speakers promote. However, there is still going to be one or two or more, depending on how many speakers you have that aren't going to promote at all. But you do want to give somebody the opportunity to actually get it in their schedule and promote and you don't want somebody like all of a sudden joining and then their presentation going live in two days and then don't have that and then they don't have the time to promote at all because I think it is a missed opportunity like I will say the value of this the speaker is not tied only to their audience size and how many people they bring to the summit it is also their presentation or their interview However, a summit is a lot of work to put on and while getting this free content to include in your summit is great, kind I think the like natural like trade-off or, or agreement, like, I mean, yes, we do do contracts, but still not every, we're like, we're not going to go after somebody who doesn't promote us like a waste of time and a waste of energy. But it's like the natural trade-off is, hey, I'll spend, you know, maybe an hour or so creating a presentation and scheduling out promotion stuff where the um, 
where the summit hosts literally spend hours coordinating, putting it all together, spending money on ads, going all out on their own promotion, nurturing and putting all these things together. So it's like that trade-off. So, um, yeah, so I agree, but yes, getting your speakers and securing them and getting the materials and all of that is the most time intensive stuff. And I think we try to get all of our speakers confirmed 30 days within the process, like in those first 30 days is I think what we are now shooting for. Um, so then we have the next 60 days to just get all of the stuff done. Right. And then um, that does lead into kind of the second reason it takes a minimum of 90 days to planning a summit is you have to do hashtag all the things. There is a lot of stuff that needs to get set up. So we did talk about setting up the website and kind of all the required pages, but say you have 20 speakers, that's 20 speaker pages you need to create. That's 20 sets of promotional graphic, like speaker promotional graphics you need to create. That is 20 people you need to communicate and coordinate with to make sure you have all of their materials, like all of their necessary stuff that you do have their presentations if it's presentations or 20 people that you need to interview, which we've done and is very time consuming. Um, and then if you're editing, that's 20 presentations that need to be edited. Even if you are outsourcing that, you know, you still need the time for somebody or multiple people to actually edit all 20 of those. And then uploading and transcribing and editing the transcripts, the captions, you know, all of that stuff needs to be set up. You need to say you have a five-day summit. You need to schedule your five daily emails. We actually send out three emails each day of the summit, uh, which we will go through in a future episode. So that's 15 emails right there for a five-day summit. Then you have your confirmation email on if they purchase um, and then just join the summit. And then you have the the attendee nurture sequence that leads up to the summit plus your your emails that are inviting your own list to it and then the reminders to you know upgrade or last chance you know the wrap-ups and the surveys like that's a lot of emails that you not only need to write but set up and format and test and you know make sure they're going to the right segments and all of that good stuff and then actually uploading your vip and setting up like in your course platform, like whether it's Teachable or Kartra or Podia, um, Member Vault, whatever you, Kajabi, whatever you are using, like, I mean, I, I know I'm still missing tasks that need to be done in this summit, but as you can see, there is so many things and you don't want to rush. We have gotten positions ourselves in positions where I am literally editing presentations the day they're supposed to go live, right? And then if something happens, then it would normally go live a little bit later than, than planned because there was a tech hiccup, you know, maybe it didn't upload or maybe it wouldn't edit. And that's, and then those are the times where we have neglected nurturing and interacting with our audience. And that's what we don't want to do because our favorite part about the summit is actually the community. And so when you are trying to shove all of this stuff into such a short time frame, and you can't do probably 
the most important thing, which is connect with the audience and build that relationship. Cause that's going to, what's, that is what leads to more sales than anything else. You are missing a big part. And for a lot of people, that's the part they actually enjoy is that connection with the attendees. So, I mean, we could chat all day long about everything that needs to be done for a summit, but I think I'm going to leave it at that unless Jenny has anything else to add. No, no, I don't, but it's just very, very time intensive. It, it's a really fun thing. I'm definitely not discounting how, how much fun summits are, because obviously we wouldn't be teaching them and continually doing them if we didn't enjoy them, but it is time intensive, especially if it's your first one, because you have all the stuff that you need to set up. Um, like initially the first time that you wouldn't really have, you'd only have to make tweaks to later on. You won't actually have to physically go in and set these things up you know, from scratch each time, unless you completely change your summit's focus. Um, but yeah, it's just very time intensive. So, you know, keep that in mind, but it's just one of those things that, um, like if it feels good for you, feels like something that is going to be something that you enjoy, go for it. Like, don't worry about it being so time intensive because, there's definitely things you can take off your plate. You can have, get some help. You can get a VA or something, or, you know, you could hire us even if that's something you're interested in doing. So um, there's ways to make summits easier to do, and you don't have to be a one person team if you don't want to be. So that just wanted to throw that out there, but don't let all the things that you need to do about summits hang you up from hosting one because, um, you know, I tell this to my podcast clients and to people who follow me about podcasting or for podcasting tips, I tell them like the world needs to hear what you have to say. And, you know, obviously when you're in hosting a summit, you may or may not present, but you're still obviously by being the host, you are still aligning yourself with the same message. And it's probably a similar message that you teach about in your business. So you're kind of putting yourself in that light and being seen as an expert, even if you are not presenting. So um, I just want to leave you with that. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find the show notes for the episode at summitsuccessquad.com slash episode dash three. If you haven't taken our quiz yet about hosting a virtual summit and figuring out if it's right for you, you can do that by going to summitsuccessquad.com slash quiz. Um, and then figuring out if it's a good fit for you, if it is, you know, potentially a good fit or you should stray away from it. And then lastly, if you've been enjoying the podcast, we'd be super grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for spending time with us today on the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast. If this episode was helpful, be sure to share it on social media and tag us at Summit Success Squad or personally share it with someone you know could benefit from the episode. New episodes will be released every Wednesday. See you next time.